Hey everybody and uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of Horror Film Lovers. I'm your host Jonathan Moody and I've got my awesome, awesome, sexy, amazing, you know, sweet <laughs> co-host here. How are you doing Sarah Atkins? I'm doing good. Sarah Atkins here ready for another episode of Horror Film Lovers. Yes, so I am so excited because we're going to get to talk about your next, which I have my copy up here. Um, this is one of those movies where when we were rotating our schedule of who picks what movies that we both liked this movie. So it's another one of those like we both like it. Movies. Yeah, because like was the final girls and Tucker and Dale versus evil and common favorite movies. Yeah, so mostly we, we we have found like movies that we were like, oh, okay, yeah, I like that one a lot. And your next, I think, is a um, see, I okay, I'm gonna be very blunt and honest about this. I do not like home invasion movies. I don't. A lot of people know this about me. I'm not. I'm not into zombies. I'm not into home invasions. There's a home <laughs> invasion zombie movie. I mean, there's no interest. What? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You said the home invasion zombie movie? Is that what Maybe you said? I might have just created an idea for somebody. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. Like, are the zombies getting their home invaded or people getting their home invaded by zombies? That's what I Well, I mean, isn't that like, isn't that Night, night of the Living Dead? Right, they invade your home because they're zombies. So I don't know. Isn't every zombie movie a home invasion yeah, movie? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Whenever a zombie comes in your home, it's a home invasion movie. Because I don't think you're, I don't think you're like, oh, come on in, zombie. Would you like some? We're here to jump down, and we'll get to that. We can do that later. But that's that's an interesting rabbit hole that I'm like, hmm, hmm. Okay, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Like, come up with a, somebody. You know, somebody. If you do that, you need to give me story credit because I, I came up with that idea. Um, but anyway, uh, so this, um. This uh, film was uh, done by Adam Wingard, who I was I've been familiar with before the movie came out uh, because he was um, before 2011. uh, He had made a big uh, splash with a bunch of indie films. One was called Homesick and uh, a couple others. And I became friends with E.L. Katz. Well, not friends like we're not buddy buddy or anything but like i had him on my radio show before and el had worked with um uh had worked with adam wingard um who did this movie uh for a a couple things a couple projects and stuff and you know it's funny because if you watch this movie there's a ton of amazing like real life directors in this movie. Did you know the guy who plays Tariq, the the filmmaker guy, which that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. It's him <laughs> explaining what an underground filmmaker. Oh man. Uh, did you know that guy's an actual very famous uh, uh, director? Okay. He's so that's the, kind of a nice little Easter egg then because I didn't recognize any of the cast. Right. He's the director <laughs> of the newest movie that he directed was called X. Mm-hmm. But he also directed, uh, I think he did Cabin Fever 2, but okay. his most famous ones are the movies The Innkeepers and House of the Devil. Okay. And he's also a big part, I believe, of that like VHS. And I think even Adam Wingard had done the VHS series, you know. So that's a little cameo for, for somebody like that to do, though, to play like this 
director where they're questioning is it are you making a living are you having fun doing that and then the fact that he's the first to die probably is one of those things where he's like i just want a small role it'll be funny just kill me off first you know well, yeah i think he that was probably it i think that you know they because a lot of them are actual filmmakers that are the main cast actually um the guys um so the other ones specifically recognize their faces from anything is just if they're if they're more of behind the scenes people because the only person whose face that was familiar to me was the dads right Uh, because like i can't remember his name but he's you know been in stuff for a long time but uh i I couldn't recognize the faces really of anybody else so if they were kind of more like directors and stuff like that then that that would make sense to me yeah which is fun i mean a lot of these directors do act you know and stuff And they're not bad or like all of them are great. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the, the writing by Simon Barrett. Um, he did an amazing job uh, coming up with these interesting characters because my biggest problem with home invasion movies is mostly takes place in the home, right? You know, it's called a home invasion movie. So I get bored if people don't leave the location, right? Yeah, like if they're just stuck in the house the whole time, I go crazy because okay. I feel like claustrophobic when I watch okay. these movies. And, a wider, a wider map. Yeah, even when I write, I can't write for one location. I've tried. I, I don't know why, but what pops in my head is that that horrible movie. The like, I probably should get a chance, but I call it horrible. But phone booth. So you would hate oh, yeah. that whole movies in a phone booth. Like if you don't like a whole movie in a house, imagine a whole movie in a phone booth. Interestingly enough, that was based on a short film, and that was to me was better than the actual movie because oh, sure. it was an idea that should have been just a short film. But right, a short film makes a lot more sense for something that's just in a tiny little booth. I think but. the thing I did enjoy about phone booth, and the thing I did enjoy about your next was there was a couple scenes out of the phone booth right. you know and there were quite a little bit yeah and they went outside like they went to the neighbor's house in this movie and they went a couple other places and it became sort of like home alone in a way which goes back to our <laughs> other home invasion movie that we watched home uh, alone, murder. what home alone but they're allowed to murder yeah which was remember we did uh we did that that the uh, uh, Christmas movie, uh, yeah. home invasion movie oh, with yeah. the kids and yeah. stuff. Um, that was very much Home Alone. Um, I mean, they they pretty much made that looking oh, like yeah. Home Alone. This had a little bit of that stuff where they're setting up booby traps. Um, so I guess let's let's go into the storyline and everything. Um, how would you, how would you start it off? How would you say like it began? Like a like my little my little. Like I guess quick and easy like storyline would just be like this girl's dating a guy, goes to dinner with this family, and all of a sudden people start dying and these people are breaking in, killing them. And you know, she gets really confused at first until she kind of finds out why. And I don't know if you're ready for me to say why, but you know, we'll, we'll say it. We'll definitely say it in our our review. Um, but we'll talk about that because that is a big twist. Um, but basically this. She she was dating this chick who was dating her her professor who are not professor she was a TA for the professor uh went to dinner with his family his rich family and um all of a sudden things went awry and uh, mm. she had to be a badass and take care of everything and be the final girl at the end. I know I love how she has that bit in the movie 
where she's like, I guess, explaining why giving a little bit of exposition on why she can she's doing all this stuff and yeah. she's like like her parents were survival. uh survivalists and yeah what? and she said she said dad so i don't know if the She's mom dad. was like a baby, but she said her dad when she was a baby moved her to australia to a survivalist camp because he had a fear that the world would eventually run out of supplies and everybody would turn on each other so she ended up being this badass who knew how to make weapons and take care of herself and she never told her boyfriend that, so he never knew that. She, so uh, it was so it was so fun. Just that line of like, "I didn't know you knew how to kill people," kind of thing, you know? Like, oh my goodness! Really good at it for some reason, huh? yeah that that line. You're really good at it for some reason. I, I like know that. You'd be really good at killing people. Oh uh, huh. well, I wonder. Uh, you know, right? And he had no idea. She didn't tell him why oh, yeah. how. You know, like, could you just imagine coming home and like everybody's dead? And oh, yeah. Like, well, and like you, you, you knew some people were supposed to die, but coming in and realizing the absolute mess it became of, oh, so the people who were supposed to die died, but also the people who are partnering with me and the people who were supposed to do the killing. And not only my girlfriend is here. <sighs> yep. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, so um, there was uh, what is it? Uh, so she goes there. Oh, did you know the woman who played the mom, uh, Barbara mm-hmm. Crampton? So interestingly enough, she had she, in the eighties. She was very famous uh, in cult, like in the cult movie stuff. Uh, she she had a lot of history under her belt. I just didn't know by looking at her. So. She was in that movie that we reviewed um, from Beyond. She okay. was that that woman in there, and then she was in Reanimator. That's how okay. she basically got famous was from Reanimator. She had that. She was the one who had that scene. With, have you seen it? Have you seen the movie? I've seen it been years and yeah. years. So uh, she has the most famous scene in the movie. So uh, she basically ended up. Uh, kind of leaving the the world of film for a little bit to raise her children and kind of you know like a lot of a lot of actresses do this where they want to become Mm -hmm. a mom and they kind of want want to leave the world of um film and uh adam wingard and i guess simon barrett when they were working on figuring out this movie you know or whatever the cast they wanted barbara crampton and they knew somebody who like represented her you know mm-hmm. who obviously hadn't talked to her in a while because they weren't really they were, even though they were represent, representing her she wasn't working you know so the guy contacted her and said look there's these guys that are interested in having you in their movie they're very persistent about it they want you they uh they see you in the role you know, and he's, you know, she's like, yeah, let me take a look at the script. Uh, she eventually does. I think they kind of yeah. wore her down. And she eventually checks out the script and says, wow, this is great. And basically uses it in a way it becomes her comeback film. Now, she, I mean, she wasn't really coming back. She was, she just left. I mean, whatever. But it was basically a film that kind of relaunched her into the horror world. Out there, yeah. So she ended up um, acting in this film, 
and becoming um, sort of uh, a big part of it. And and I think that was a big, big thing that they did was they they pretty much promoted this is the, this is the movie that I have Robert Crampton again. Now, right. rewatching it, I forgot, but I was like thinking, oh, man, I mean, as much as it's a great movie, I kind of felt bad that like I felt like uh, her character was sort of I, I felt almost underutilized. Like I, I what I don't know what you think. Well, because they didn't like she kind of had a small role in a sense, just because like she was the loving mother and stuff like that. But she basically, as soon as the killing started happening, like her daughter died, like she went into shock, and mm-hmm. they laid her down, and then she was kind of out of the picture after that. So her and she um, died, which. Right. I also have one of the best lines in the movie about I want to fuck you next to your oh. dead dead right. mom. Right. And I was like, all right, this is this is getting <laughs> a little twisted here. I mean, even though I'd seen it, it's been a while since I watched it. She, so. she had kind of a small, a small part, um, but she played it very well and, right. and had a good part. Um, but it was definitely like kind of a small like mom mom's a sweetheart poor mom is in shock poor mom's dead yeah so i do feel that makes it a little underutilized because had she maybe she could have been a badass too and at least fought back a little bit but i i I get that there also has to be the um the shock factor of watching your your you know there has to be somebody who does it somebody who has that that you know not fight Sense right. or how, how do you explain that? But the, you know, just the 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 there has to be part. victims. Yeah, there has to be victims. It's, it's you know, not like they can't have the whole house be like final yeah, girls. If everybody in the family just picked up something and started fighting back, like that, that would be something completely different. Right. Which we get later why a lot of them aren't fighting back is because they're a part of it. You know, so they're not. They can't fight. They're not going to go and attack the people that are, you know, supposed to kill everybody. You know. So I guess we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll mention that the the twist was that the brothers, the two brothers want the rest of their family, including one of their brothers. I thought that was so messed up. Like, okay, so their sister, their brother, their mother and their father and the sister's boyfriend were all well and the brother's wife were all supposed to die. Uh, by the hands of these like army guys they hired to come in and just kill everybody because they wanted the inheritance money and they were all going to split it uh, between the two of them and I guess girlfriend C, you know, but uh, yeah, they, they, they were some spoiled brat kids who wanted the money, you know, and uh, she was supposed to be that, uh, that eyewitness there that had neutral ground. You know, for army people, I would have thought they would have brought guns. Yeah. No. I mean, I get it for horror value that they have to have like bows and arrows and air crossbows, whatever. A nice change in the home invasion movie where it's, they're just don't come in with guns. Where you know they they have the kills in this movie is what this movie really is about. Is about the gory, cool graphic, like creative kills. That that's what like the whole whole part of this movie, favorite part of this movie, is for me. So I like the fact that they didn't they didn't just come in with guns they were very creative about the way they did things um the other thing is like if they had guns everybody would have just been dead like that just would have been like it would have been like i'm gonna just shoot everybody and then you're dead 
And then right. where's the fun in it, right? But but it also makes it makes more sense that if they're army people that they would have uh, yeah. that they would have guns. I mean, she could, you know, she could have survived because she could have figured out ways around doing that. But in the same sense, it just, you know, I mean, she jumped into survival mode though. The minute the minute that arrow went through that window and she heard that glass, she looked over and saw it and looked up and was Im- immediately her brain switched and she started just jumping into action. Sharni Vincent, that's her name. And um, I, uh, so I just watched uh, for horror film lovers, um, uh, first time watch Friday, I did Bait, uh, which is also an, Aust- like is an Australian shark movie and uh, she's in it. And um, she's wonderful in that, but I think she really kills in this movie. Like yeah. she is just, this movie should have made her a bigger star, but fortunately the problem with horror films is that they're sort of looked down on in Hollywood, you know, like even, even Blumhouse stuff, they're sort of still looked down on like, um, you know, which, which sucks, you know, because they deserve, uh, more attention and whatever, but it's sort of just the way it's always been, you know? Yeah, she definitely became like the final girl in this movie where she just kicked ass, killed everybody, covered in blood, and the last survivor. Mm-hmm. I loved her. I adored her. She was great. She had a lot of fun, uh, it seemed, you know, doing everything. Like, uh, one of my favorite parts is where she runs out of the, uh, bust through the window and falls down to the ground and everything i'm like she really is doing everything she can to survive like she doesn't she does not care uh about anything but making sure she's alive at the end you know of the day um it was a little weird that the the brother was like oh i'm gonna leave and 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 let you you know what i mean like he chickens out right he basically does and that's when he calls to apologize to his other brother later he's like dude I know you're probably mad at me that I bailed, but I'm a pacifist and you know, I just couldn't see it. I just couldn't, man. I just couldn't. If you're a <laughs> pacifist and you know you're pretty much your girlfriend just murder your family for money. Okay. Yeah. If you if you're a pacifist and you know like your girlfriend just murdered everybody, would you <laughs> keep getting closer to her? Like that right. part just always drove me nuts of like you think that was just a manipulation tactic where he's like, Okay, there's a multiple possibilities here either she's gonna kill me or she's gonna send me to jail or maybe i can manipulate her and convince her that Mm -hmm. i love her and i'm gonna share this money with her and i could come in and just give her a hug and get her to drop the weapon and just convince her that hey remember all like we go on vacation i could clear up your debt like i this is for us honey i just couldn't tell you but you were never in danger you know like (laughs) He definitely was trying to manipulate his way into uh-huh. um, a better scenario there. And it she didn't did work. Because he did ask when she did kill him. He's like, why? She's like, why not? Like, I've already killed everybody else and you just pissed me off. So why not? Why not kill you? Right. And and the biggest thing with that is why not? Because, um, because at that point, everybody else is dead. If he lived... I- you know, he could just blame it all on her. She's the one with all the blood on her. She went you know? crazy. Killed she everybody. Went, she went crazy. These are these are my brothers. Why would I want, you know, my family, my mom and dad? Why would I kill them? You know, right? I don't have any blood on me. 
whatsoever. Right. There's no right. proof She's of me, evident. you know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, her, unfortunately, like, luck that that cop was peeking in the window and, and as soon as she killed, like, shot her in the arm. And, um, you know, we all know what happened to him. But uh, my thing, though, when I when I was watching that was, okay, so he is the only cop there. I don't know why, but he's the only cop that showed up so far. Uh, he's the only cop, period, yeah. Right, like, he's the only cop that showed up, uh, and he called for backup. But when he's, he is the only one that saw her commit that one murder. Right. Uh, which was the only murder she did that technically wasn't self-defense. Um, and then... Well, she, I don't know. You could probably argue... Well, that I would it's... definitely argue in court, but I mean, like, from us watching and us knowing what happened, like, you know, like... You know, we know why she did it. You know, fuck him. Uh, so, but then, like he, when he radioed for help, he didn't say anything about what was happening about a girl murdering anybody or anything involving her. And then he he got hit at the end. So the one witness to her killing her boyfriend is gone. Right. So now, when the other cops show up, I'm very curious to how it's going to play out for her. Are they going to blame her for the murders and she's going to go to jail because the cop died, or? Because the one witness to her actually killing somebody is gone, is she going to be able to get away with the whole thing and explain what happened? I mean, honestly, what I, I mean, what, this, I don't sounds, this sounds terrible, but <laughs> I, uh, if I were her, I would have, I would have just did everything I could to get the fuck out of there, period. There's no, there's you, nothing you, that really ties you. What? Blood is everywhere, and if she's leaving the scene of the crime, you they know, might and have her DNA. It, I I think there would be too much evidence to prove that she was there, and the fact that they're going to ask questions. Well, no, because DNA only works if you're in the system. I believe that's what Law and Order has taught me. Yeah. That like you know is only if you're in the system that DNA works. Like, DNA can they can't just track you by your DNA. You know, if you haven't ever committed a crime, you know, like or whatever. So um, I just I, too many ties, tie-ins. You know, like her maybe telling people that she went there with him. You know, maybe, they, but maybe they, going, she didn't. You know, going to call her and be like, "Hey, your boyfriend's dead," and her being like, "Oh," you know, like uh, to me, like I, I think it would be too big of a risk. So I wouldn't leave. I would stay, but I would make sure that when the cops showed up, they didn't shoot me on sight, thinking I did it. I wouldn't find a way. That's why I would leave. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry because like it does not look good. Or, or write some sort of sign or something, or or make it obvious that I'm a victim and I didn't do it. Right. Uh, because I think I think she could get away with trial saying everything that she did was self defense because it was. I mean, um, no, I know, but it's just it's hard to, to prove trial, that so. you that you tried to defend yourself and you had to kill, you know what I mean? Cause like, if you just beat somebody up because somebody yeah. like attacked you, right. You know, and this is not her home by the way. So like a lot of people say you can kill somebody if they're in your home, you know, right. like uh, because threatening you in your, in your home or whatever, you're allowed to kill them. I don't know if that's necessarily true and I wouldn't want to try to prove yeah. that or not, but um uh, I would definitely want to scare people away if they're in my home or something, but not search warrants to, to get those um, phone calls between him and his brother, where he's talking about the fact that they're in it together and stuff like that. I'm sure you'd have to but, record uh, that or something, but you know, or whatever, but I don't think, 
Yeah. If they so- then then it'll be on record but you know it's still like i would fight it i i would wait i would i would go to trial and i would i would weigh my odds to get away with it that way i could live the rest of my life not in fear of getting picked for it you know yeah no i get it i'm just saying like or I, I would be more scared that <laughs> i would get shot on site anyway because there's That's a dead cop just- there you know yeah. and i'm covered in blood right uh wait, you know what i mean outside, there's wait outside with a blanket shivering going um uh, before you go in there <laughs> before you go in there there's a cop that's dead just letting you right. know i've got no weapons on me I didn't technically do it but i did set the trap yeah uh, well i mean I, I didn't technically do it but i've got blood all over me i mean it's just I, like, what were your favorite kills though i'm trying to think what was <laughs> Honestly, um, my favorite kills were a lot of the ones dealing with the the army guys when she was mm-hmm. killing them, you know, and stuff. She was attacking. Um, oh no, no! My favorite kill ever was the father mm-hmm. because that was the most. I mean, kind of brutal, yeah. like, Scene because there's there's a shot. You, and you know the shot because you've seen it and people who've probably seen it know the shot but like where you know he gets killed by the person and they just stare at his, their dad as he's dying they don't say anything or at least the guy the guy and his girlfriend yeah the brother and c are just standing there talking to their dad and one of the mass killers walks up and just kills him in front of them and it's just one of those you know the blood splatters on his face that's just one of those things where he's like he just watched his dad die and you could you can tell he had some a little bit of heartbreak but not enough to to not want to do it well, but still, his heartbreak you, was that he didn't want to see it actually happen right and that you was know. his complaint. And you could, when he was washing the blood off, you can kind of tell he had a small, small smidget of humanity right there. And then, you know, that was it. But well, then later, was, you know, he has the scene where he kills his brother and mm-hmm. he's just like, I didn't want to do this. You know, why are you making me do this? You know, and I'm like, you don't have to do this. Like, I don't understand why. Like, I, like, I don't understand why. They, I mean, other than I guess that's one less person to share the inheritance with, but exactly. like, I mean, and obviously, like, I guess the two brothers are like, and the sister, or I mean, the girlfriend, or not the sister, but the girlfriend are all like fucked up, char- you know, characters, yeah. you know, in a way. And then the other brother isn't a fucked up character, you know, he's sort of this nice guy, I guess, you know, kind of feel bad for him um but man there's that one point where the uh where the the bad guy brother um gets the air uh, arrow in his back or whatever and then passes out yeah and uh you went- brother who basically is like oh let me guess she's one of your students you know, he's just a dick to everybody because he was making fun of the director guy for being a director and then he was making fun of his brother saying oh you still look fat. You're still fat. Blah blah blah. Do you dating another student? Blah blah blah. And that's when they got into that argument. Yeah, on the, the table. Table. Yeah, you know. And then, then he got between the shoulder blades because he kind of deserved it. Yep, he deserved a lot more than that. Yeah. Well, you know, he got it in the end. But uh, my favorite, my I was favorite, say. 
move on would be um the blender to the head to ah, the, i forgot about that for a second boyfriend the bad brother who who was the the i think antagonist through most of it but uh yeah the fact that she not only did she you see her slam the break the glass in his face and knock him out but then it's like you know what that's not enough takes the bottom of the blender of the blades and shoves it in his head that's not enough either i'm gonna plug it in and just shred the top of his head and then pull the knife out of my back and stab his girlfriend straight in the skull that's gonna be some to get through that skull though too man Mm. yeah she was she would have stuff you know they didn't even have dinner yet i don't know what she was working off of (laughs) i don't know but she she was kicking ass they were all i think they're all and they were all like very surprised um my least favorite thing in the movie though was the uh the neighbor situation stuff like i guess he this older man with this younger girl and uh which that guy has been in like a million movies and he's a director by the way (laughs) he did a movie called windigo and a bunch of other movies but he's Mm -hmm. like one of his most famous is this movie called windigo that i used to rent at the video store i really liked it um and i'm actually just i'm just now buying it again soon because i enjoy it but um that dude uh that dude in the movie he's just like i was like why would that girl like be with this guy you know right like, i'm sure she... there's reasons what <laughs> i'm sure there's reasons you know they never never give any but like i'm yeah. guessing he's a rich guy who is right like... he's probably another rich guy because considering that the property they're on is a rich expensive house with the rich people he's probably another rich guy and maybe maybe we don't know it but maybe that maybe that character is also a director she wants to be in a film we don't know what's going on there you know <laughs> i have no, no idea movie. but uh, uh, it's a good opening scene and uh it at first i was kind of like so why why are they killing the neighbor if they're killing if they're trying to kill the other people for, for the money but then they kind of were like well they wanted it to look like somebody it wasn't just targeted at that one family that it was somebody crazy going through the neighborhood with multiple houses rather than targeting one house i guess they thought that would be less suspicious if they uh killed the neighbor too because it would look less random and i think it was a good idea too because um you know if if people did escape you know they would go to that house yeah you know, so that like they did. Other, um, I think agenda for that as well. Um, I just, I, I really was shocked. I mean, the girl, at one point, she like runs. She <laughs> one of the best scenes in the movie is she just like, uh, like knocks the guy down or whatever and takes off into the outside mm-hmm. and everything and uh, and hurts the other guy because he she fucking like literally uh kick throat kicked him you know oh, or whatever yeah. and yeah. the guy was like oh, oh, like oh my god you know <laughs> yeah. and so he, she takes off running and then so they're like where is she and she basically just sneaks back into the house that was a super smart move because most of these movies you see the girl who runs out they make a ton of noise they try to hide somewhere and they always get caught sneaking around and getting back in the house and making them think that you're go off looking for you is a brilliant idea i saw like an imdb post where somebody was like finally a movie with a uh with a 
main actor or main character who uh, who actually like knows what they're doing, you know. Right. And I think that's what that is what's different than this movie than most like slashers or home invasion movies because most home invasion movies have the characters who are don't have a clue what they're doing oh my phone battery died or oh i don't know how to do this i don't know how to do that i don't know how to survive like i'm just an idiot like that's your normal run of the mill and that takes me out of things a little bit because i can't believe people would be that dumb in certain situations Mm. you know but i also know that if they weren't they wouldn't be in those positions we wouldn't have movies so you know right exactly i mean most of the time it's it's our characters who i do like how she was smart yeah most most of the times it's you know it's like that geico commercial or something where like the people are like let me go this way i think i talked about that in the last episode um like like, kind of reminding me of what you just said about how the character actually knows what she's doing and is kick-ass for once there's another movie that's one of my favorites that it has a lot of categories and one of them is technically horror on imbd but i don't really consider it much of a horror it's more like a a a, a thriller thing but it's hunt have you seen hunt Um, i i I own it i think i have never watched it um it's very political from what i've understood so uh, honestly it really isn't that much like like there's a small underlining of of um political people who who did this because what they did is they got a bunch of people together and hunted them uh Mm -hmm. And they grabbed the wrong person and it turned out she was ex-military and knew how to do all these things, kind of like our girl here. Uh, So they grabbed, they really, they put the wrong chick in the scenario who they didn't know had all this training and she killed everybody. Are you saying this movie is very much like Deadly Prey? I haven't seen Deadly Prey. Yes, you have. That's what we did for uh, Indie Film Cafe. Which one? Remember the earlier this year with the the military one where the guy was, you know, but remember, like they picked the wrong guy. Yeah, that one was it was it was a a really choppy old version. So I I, it was hard for me to remember what you're talking about because it was so it was like not a very clear movie to watch in the first place but i do remember i do i get what you're saying they did yeah, it's like, like they picked like a guy <laughs> off the street who they thought right. they could just throw him into this this thing but they turned out to be fucking the military Rabbit. man who knew you know rambo basically and, and and you know basically that's what this was this is ramba you know like rambo's uh ra- they, rainbow they, whatever you want to call her they're picking just random weak people and they're not realizing how badass these people are that they're they're choosing yeah well because they think i mean you take a look at sharni vincent and you probably wouldn't think she would be a survivalist you wouldn't normally but when she when she does all the things you're like oh yeah oh yeah she knows the fuck she's doing those planks of wood and put the nails through them and put them under the windows so you know as traps you know and then she booby trapped the door with the the brick and the axe so if somebody opened it it would just hit like she mm-hmm. she home alone it in those aspects uh-huh so that's awesome um but uh yeah i i was very i don't know like i i just i really enjoyed this movie you know like i i felt like most of the time like like how awesome is this right now? Like everything I'm watching, this is fucking cool, you know. Like um, all the characters, even you know, sometimes the setup is boring. You know, them getting to know each other and all this right. stuff, there but it goes no by so quick. Yeah. No getting to know each other really. It dove right in. 
Yeah. Because we don't need the getting to know each other because most of those people are going to die. No, we, we don't know who they are. Yeah, we don't need to know them. They but, gave um, us what we needed. The motive of why they're doing it and the outcome. Which there was this, there was one part I really liked too where uh, the guy finds out like, I guess his brother, he had, he was like, I had to kill my brother, you know, or whatever. And the guy's like, Oh yeah, well my brother died, you know, yeah, and I actually did. like him, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then he has to like, he's like, you know, what makes me not want to actually kill you right now myself, you know? And he's like, I'll give you more money. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, was it worth it? No, nobody no. got any money. They all nobody died. Got money. I don't know where that money's gonna go. Probably to charity. Who knows? If any of them got kids, will go to them. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. Um, obviously, I don't think anybody had kids because no kids were seen in the. You know, thank right. God. And Could you about you know leaving kids with a babysitter or something like yeah, that? Maybe. You know, who knows? But yeah. they all definitely didn't get any of that money, and uh, and they had to have known the risks they were taking when they took that job. Is yeah, you're gonna get money for killing these people, but. You have to expect a risk factor of some of these people might fight back because you're trying to murder them. So you right. have to understand that there is a potential of you getting hurt or possibly killed. Um, and another thing that I was a little trying to figure out in my head is if she is supposed to be the survivor and those masked men know that she's supposed to be the survivor, you know, why they try so hard to kill her. But I can understand looking like they're trying to kill her with everybody else so it doesn't look suspicious and then not actually like landing the axe the first axe throw like he missed maybe you know that was just intentional because she's supposed to survive to be the witness so they're just making it look like i don't know i i actually thought to myself that he was lying about that i i don't know i i kind of believed that part because why else would she really be there you know so for to be the witness but uh that's true I think once she, but once she killed that guy, which happened to be the other guy's brother, once she killed that guy, I think all bets were off with them. And they're like, we're not skipping over her anymore. She's dead. She's yeah. just dead. She fucked Oh, up. yeah. No, she they were, they weren't going to, they weren't going to care at that particular time. They wanted, at that point, it became more of a, less of a job to kill these people and more of a, we want revenge and vengeance on this bitch. <laughs> My other, my other thing is, um, I mean, mainly they just wanted the parents dead, right? Well, they, they, the parents dying would give the money to the kids, but they didn't want to share it with their siblings. So why not just poison everybody that is, well, you know? I guess that would look look more suspicious, though. I, I think guess. the whole point they wanted it to look like a home invasion so they wouldn't have any questions or a doubt when it came to the inheritance money. You know, if everybody got poisoned, they they'd have to blame somebody, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I was like thinking, wow, this is you know, uh th- this is a lot. They went through a lot of stuff to like yeah. to to do this and um they should have just knocked everybody out killed them and put their bodies in places to make it look like a home invasion and then just woke up certain people but they like said they they needed the witness i guess to witness 
the home invasion. So she could be like, oh no, there was these guys who broke in and no, like my, my boyfriend and his brother, they were, they, they were here the whole time with me and we all survived together. You know, they weren't a part of it. You know, that's what they wanted, but that's mm-hmm. not. No. Um, also I want to talk about the, the beginning of the film or whatever, when you meet kind of the, the father and mother, and then mm-hmm. the mother hears the footsteps up on the you know thing, and then she's like, "Oh somebody's shit, somebody's in the house!" And she's freaking out. And, she uh, really? Out. I know, but I I don't blame her. I that yeah. was definitely footsteps on there, like you yeah, know. She's ready to go. She's like, "Don't go up and investigate," because she's smart. Because in horror movies, that's how everybody dies. They hear a noise, they go investigate. She's smart. She's like. Don't go investigate the footsteps. Come outside with me. We'll call 911. We'll wait. Let them figure it out, which is the smart thing to do. But of course, he didn't want to do that. I'm not going to lie. In a normal situation, if I if I heard footsteps, I'd probably be like, I need to get out of here because this is I'm not up here. I don't know who's up there right now. Mm. I need to, to get out in public where people can see me, you know, or right. whatever, where I wouldn't get you know, whatever. But if it if it's just a noise I hear, I do fucking go investigate. A noise investigate, but when it's obviously somebody walking around, mm-hmm. and you with somebody walking around, like you just can't, you can't just sometimes go up and be like, oh, peekaboo, because you know that that's how this stuff happens. How- and if you're that wealthy, if you're that rich too, though. I would be more suspicious because I'm like, it's somebody trying to rob us, you know? Right. Because they had just got back home, you know? So obviously somebody could have like, while they were out, snuck into the house to rob them. What they did show too, though, is that that person who they heard was up there in a closet for who knows how long because he was eating snacks and peeing in a water bottle. He was uh, scoping the place out waiting. I always get freaked out at night anyway, when I have the... Uh, the the front door, you know, unlocked or whatever, where people can just come in. Because, well, it's like my garage door, right? But I right. have like an actual regular door, and people could come in and like right. steal shit of mine in the garage, right? We have a, you know, whatever. We have things in the garage, and so people could go. And, and so right. it always kind of freaks me out when I hear what. I've seen your garage, so I got a good visual. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, yeah, I, I keep talking to you, but I'm, I'm sort of also talking to the people out I, here, so they don't know. That's um, what I'm saying. Like, I know they don't have a good visual, but I do. So I get what you're saying because there's, there's a door that basically goes into the garage, like a house door, and then there's yeah. another that goes into the house. There you used know? to be, there used to be a my, my garage used to open up, like you know, you mm-hmm. could, you pulled it from right. the top and bring it up. Since then, it got renovated to make a regular door, you know. Um, But even then, people could sneak in because we would leave that door open and people would just come in and steal like sodas and shit or whatever. And um, and and so I I was wondering, like, because if people were coming in and I was always getting freaked out sometimes, like thinking somebody could be in the like the bathroom or somebody could be in the closet or whatever movies where people who who leave their garage doors open just enough for a person to get through people crawl through there and can mm. rob and murder you and or kill you or whatever they want to do um and so it, it, like movies like this i think are movies like paul hates because yeah. they're too real 
you know like when he watches horror he wants fantasy he wants something where it's not realistic because he's because you see the realisticness stuff in the news you know like that's that's to me that's real life horror you know and and to me this could happen i mean uh it's it's a very unlikely scenario that they would have picked ironically would have picked a survivalist uh Australia Outback chick to be the um this happened to be a weird a weird coincidence but I that I is a weird coincidence but that are very realistic you know where I can be like yeah that that's plausible that would happen um but that's just I get a very um nitpicky with continuity and stuff like that too or like I said oh that would never happen I I like my my like fantasy horrors, but I also like I do I do enjoy the ones where it's realistic and it's not far fetched. You know, it's not just totally out of this world. So, what's your favorite other than this? Because I don't know if this would be your favorite or not. Uh, okay. Home invasion movie. Uh, I'm not really sh- sure because I just can't think off the top of my head what other home invasion movies I've really seen. Um, yeah, I like I, I I'd have to kind of google a bunch of home invasion movies like oh yeah yeah that one that one i like that one um the one that comes to mind for me is there's a uh, movie i'm pretty sure you have not seen so maybe we'll do it eventually for <laughs> horror film lovers um it's called um high tension it's actually I, older one, right? I forgot what country it's from but it's not yeah. american i yeah. don't believe um and the director alexandra aja um got famous for that like that was his movie that um and ever since then every single movie i've seen of alexandra ajas i've just loved you know he's yeah. one of those guys um but, um it was a long time ago so i don't remember another movie i really love called p2 i don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen that where it's like trapped inside a park uh, parking garage you know it's a girl trapped in there and she has to survive I remember seeing a um a trailer for it but yeah. i can't remember if i actually watched the movie well, see, oh god we got so many for horror film lovers um I, once i started it i would realize if i have or not but i do remember seeing a trailer for that one and i can't remember if i actually watched it or not uh the trailers for this one had like a texas chainsaw massacre movie uh, one, of the, one of the texas chainsaw massacres is on there um, and some other cool looking horrors because uh, Cabin in the Woods was on there. Cabin and in the Woods. I was like, that might be that might be the one we do uh, next, just because like it's my turn next month and it's blank. I never picked one, so I might I might oh, throw that sh- one. In there. <laughs> you didn't pick one, did you? I did. So I might I might have to pull a rabbit out of my hat on that one. And uh, but that is another one of those movies that I I enjoy is Cabin in the Woods, and it has a similar feel to a lot of the other ones we've done this season. So we might end up popping that one on there nice i i love that that that's a i have that on uh blu-ray so i'm i'm excited because i haven't watched it forever and i was watching the preview and i was like this looks like evil dead you know right. or whatever <laughs> and i ins- i i've seen cabin in the woods but i just haven't seen him forever so i i don't remember all the characters and then yeah it was it was evil dead mixed with uh whatever so, those have a comedy aspect to it and you know how i am with my horror comedies oh i love my horror comedies too and especially i mean i know he gets a lot of flack these days and a lot of flack and deserved flack these days uh is joss whedon who uh has been getting a lot of a lot of problems um uh, i don't even want to go into it but like a lot of people do not like him right now and he is not really well 
you know, I think he's getting some help or something. And, you know, of course, going to some kind of rehab kind of thing to get help uh, for whatever issue he has. But um, he was the producer of Cabin in the Woods. And I think he might have co-wrote it. Um, and uh, I I adored that when I saw that because I was like, oh, my God, it feels like Joss Whedon mixed with Sam Raimi. I mean, that's just you know even though sam had nothing to do with it like a lot of, lot of cool stuff in it but if I, we do do that one next time then we'll save we'll save our conversation about it yep. for, for when we do exactly. it exactly <laughs> so uh yeah so uh wow so i guess there's was there much more else to discuss sure. on this one this is one of those movies where I'm, i was worried about us stretching the conversation with the movie just because it, it's kind of uh sweet and simple i mean like i said you have a rich family some nice siblings some asshole siblings parents seem okay and yeah the sudden, parents didn't deserve any of this right. and then and then all of a sudden the brothers are like we want all the money we're gonna kill our family and my new girlfriend's gonna testify that we didn't do it for us and we'll live happily ever and after. then she's yeah and then she's gonna marry me right, you well, know I, because she I wouldn't have thought that i had anything to do with this yeah, well, it'll be simple. We'll hire these guys to come in. They'll they'll kill everybody. They know what they're doing, and then, oh no, she's actually a survivalist and a badass, and she's going to kill everybody, including us. Crap. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Um, which I thought was great because you know, yeah, it's it's got that ironic thing to it, which most makes good. It makes most films good, you know, when when there's irony involved in the film or whatever um yeah. so yeah it was it was wonderful i i absolutely adore this movie um i would watch it more you know or whatever i, I need to watch it more i just haven't yeah. like it's one of those movies that like i've seen and i just go oh yeah i'll, I'll definitely watch this again and then just don't I've seen it quite often i want to say i watch it at least once a year uh because it's one of those movies that when i meet new people and they're you know, it's like, what do you want to watch? It's one of those movies on my list that I show everybody. <laughs> you, you, apparently, so, you show you. We've been doing a lot of those anyway. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I think know. my favorites, like I have like my favorite top like five or ten movies that are easy to find on streaming service, something like that. So you know, when I I meet somebody new or date somebody new, I want to have movie time with them. Of course, so you show them all your favorite movies, and this is one of them. You know, and then especially if you're if you know if you end up dating more than one person, you watch the same. 10 movies more than once because you got to show them to everybody <laughs> right so they gotta sit down and watch it again oh yeah so i don't mind i don't mind though that's why i pick movies that i really like like this one um i showed this movie to two people this year um one of them i think already saw it the other one hadn't so i like introducing uh some of my favorite movies to the people and uh hopefully had cody seen it uh, he had seen it. Um, we didn't own it yet, so we went ahead, went out, and bought it. But he he had seen it. It's just been a while. Um, what did, what was, did he think of it? Was I was actually watching a movie with him that he has seen because we could talk through the whole movie because we already knew what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Of hey, remember this is going to happen. Like, what do you think about that? So it was nice being able to actually talk about what we think about what was happening because we already knew what was going to happen. As opposed to watching the movie with somebody and you hadn't seen it before, <laughs> and then having still having a discussion with. Them like we do in indie film cafe oh oh this is about to happen but i don't want to spoil it for you you're gonna watch it i want your own reaction but yet i'm i want to tell you what's gonna happen it's so cool you know or the worst so part is when people are talking like paul be talking i'm like shh good parts coming up you know yeah like yeah yeah you know 
Orton's going to come up and they're about to miss it. So you're like redirecting their attention to the film. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny because like I might talk like a million times or whatever, but when I, when it comes to watching a movie with people, I generally don't like to talk um, because I, I want to watch the movie, you know, or whatever. Um, I'm also very much on my phone way too much and stuff too these days. And so uh, this movie, I, I might've been a little on my phone, but like not much. And beautiful thing is if I miss something, I can just rewind it. I checked maybe three times for stuff on my phone, just because I've seen this movie a million times, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, normally I'm only picking up my phone if the movie just doesn't grab my attention uh, or like if I've seen it a million times, I already know what's going to happen. It's more of a background movie, you know, or something like that. But uh, if I generally want to watch a movie and just watch it for the first time, like I got to actually like focus. I'm too ADD not to. I got to put my phone away. I got to answer. I, gotta, I just got to turn the volume up so loud. I can't ignore it. So I pay attention to it. So the last thing I did want to mention that we we didn't mention yet is the music and the music mm-hmm. in this movie is fucking amazing. Um, There's one one music note in it that reminded me of like Stranger Things. Yeah, no, oh my god, I got that too. <laughs> I got that too. Music. I was like listening to it, going, wait a minute, there is that the theme song for? Yeah, it was an instrumental, but it sounded like the Stranger Things song, and like, I'm like dun, 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 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, th- I was like, is this? from stranger things i thought that was the composer from stranger things so i looked it up and there's uh the composers were guys who'd worked with um adam a bunch of times you know so it wasn't uh but it was just like i saw i heard that and i was like oh my god stranger things like and this movie came out before stranger yes things. so stranger things stole it from from this movie we're watching it now though i i think it's funny that i'm glad i'm not the only one who hears it now and is like huh <laughs> yeah because i don't think like obviously I, I i haven't seen this movie for a while but i think i haven't watched it since even before stranger things came out so oh, like wow. it's been that long you know and uh i mean i owned it and i just never watched it i i do want to check out there's a lot there's two commentary tracks on this blu-ray there's uh, a no ordinary home invasion the making of your next featurette and there's uh i think there's like the actual trailer and other stuff but the point is like there's some really good extras i need to actually i need to have a day that's like marked for those specific things like to watch commentary i'll have a whole day where i do just watching commentary you know and stuff because i just don't have time you know unless watching the commentary would give us more to talk about more insight but at the same time it's also a, t- a time thing sometimes well also if i did that like you know us not talking about stuff or whatever um that would be in the commentary or something like i don't know what would be necessarily in the commentary right um i just know from like some background like that the stuff about barbara crampton like i knew that information i it wasn't from any of these uh commentaries or anything it was like an interview i saw online or something on youtube um but uh if i watched the commentary or listened to the commentary i mean i would be able to tell you stuff that they said in the commentary why wouldn't i just tell you to go listen to commentary no i get that but like for like like you know a lot more about a lot of these films than i do so for me it it would 
maybe just give me a little more insight that maybe I don't have to share, but give me a little more knowledge of what I'm talking about. Or you could share. I'm just, it's just so (laughs) funny because you share it and then you're like, you know, I listen to like, I hate podcasts where they talk a lot about the commentary tracks because I'm like, I might as well just listen to the commentary. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that point. Yeah. But at least here we're giving you our perspective of what we think, you know, about this movie. And generally speaking, it comes from me as a filmmaker who's watched these movies since forever. And you as a sort of new into horror, you know, um, and and you're also a female, you know, which gives a different perspective of what you think. I'm just a regular uh, average Joe film watcher. Like I said, I've been in the horror horror, community for, for over a decade, but not to the point where I was, I'm not an obsessive horror fan where I know everything. I was married to one. So (laughs) you're married to one, but that was it. I know a lot, but I couldn't give you the screen by screen details or the dates. That was all him. So it's like, I, I, I know enough, you know, (laughs) I'm, I'm the, I'm the horror fanatics wife who's have to sit there and hear it all and watch most of it uh and developed my own little um love for pretty soon you'll become the other one that you know cody will say he's married to 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 that you know uh to (laughs) that person more than i do (laughs) Uh, okay so (laughs) well maybe that doesn't work necessarily but um that's also a great thing is find relationships where you both enjoy enjoy watching horror films i don't think i could ever be in a relationship with somebody who didn't like horror you know because that would be too weird too weird to be with somebody who didn't wasn't really passionate about the movies you were in and you know that's the thing like with my last relationship i i never really watched horror before i met the horror fanatic i uh he introduced me to all of it. it was all new to me um and that's i'm still taking i'm take i take the knowledge he gave me and i'm going off of it and i'm learning more and more and more and more because like i said i've mentioned before i was such a scaredy cat when i was little my imagination was so active i just couldn't do horror because to me it all was real even the aliens i would see them when i closed my eyes it was just too real but uh as i got older and i started to realize more i guess come to more of an understanding that it wasn't real uh mm-hmm. then i was cool and just learned more about it and collected it and watched it so now i can actually say i'm an actual fan and enjoy it i used to read these uh friday the 13th books and mm-hmm. uh they would talk about jason for he's being in like the woods or something and you know me i live right next to the woods and so <laughs> i would just literally look outside mm-hmm. and and be like oh shit that could be like jason staring at me or something in the woods you know or whatever uh as far as i know we don't have a psycho serial killer in the woods that's a ghost yeah. psycho serial killer in the woods that would freak me out too and i i mentioned to, to you before that because i grew up in phoenix arizona in the desert and we tremors when i was really young so i like very similar vibes there it's just like oh no i, I don't want to live here anymore <laughs> you, you don't want you don't want sand I don't want to uh, grab them to come out and get me. <laughs> yeah, but they could if you're out there enough. I don't know. <laughs> what are sand? What are they called? Sand? Um, the what? Aren't they like graboids or something okay, like that? Yeah. I, I have <laughs> like, I've seen tremors one and I've seen. I haven't seen them in a while, but I do remember when I, when I did got, I got with my ex, I told him that story. He's like, you do realize how funny and ridiculous the rest of the movies are. And I was like, 
Okay, so we watched all, like, four of them. And there's even a whole Tremors where they, like, fart and stuff. So I'm just, like, the comedy aspect totally took away that fear I had. And I felt so dumb. I was like, had I only watched the farting Tremors before? (laughs) Yeah, you probably would have a different feeling (laughs) to where it is. It's funny how uh, horror sequels tend to uh, get funnier and sillier. You know, with like Freddy Krueger, remember Freddy Krueger in the beginning was not this wise cracking, you know, guy. He was a guy that, you know, he was scary, you know, then all of a sudden he became this guy who's saying jokes before he kills you and and (laughs) stuff. So I don't know. Um, But all right. Anyway, we're we're at that end. And I just want to thank you so much for for coming on and uh, again for another for another episode. You know. I'm glad we picked another movie that we both enjoy. Uh, yes. So the next, you... next movie, I think I, I think we're probably going to do The Cabin in the Woods. Yep. Uh, and then after that, we have your pick, which is one I've never seen. And then we're going to close up the year with a Christmas movie. That's one of my favorites. Okay. What was the... Okay. We'll have to talk about afterwards of what <laughs> I... I forgot what I picked for the last uh, episode. So... Um, that you said you'd never seen so that's that's going to be interesting because i don't even remember what yeah because we got we got three more left yep so we got three more left and i am so excited um so and then uh just so you guys know uh after we're done with that we'll take a couple month break uh and come back in march and we'll finish we'll have another 10 10 episode uh thing for another third season um because as far as I know, we're, we're still going, <laughs> yeah, you still know, going. <laughs> as long as, so, uh, but also we have a YouTube channel, check it out, Horror Film Lovers. Uh, we'll try to get Sarah on there more. She's usually busy yeah. right now, but uh, we'll see what we can do with that. And uh, uh, also we're at that uh, YouTube channel. We are taking a break from uh, Mainstream Monday for a couple months and then we'll be back maybe it might end up being the next year we don't know yet um but you know that's that's the beauty of doing it whenever we feel like doing it you know (laughs) like uh but if the next season will begin uh take place either this year or early like january of next year so um but i think that's it for now so thank you guys for checking this out thank you sarah and uh hope you guys enjoy our next episode Bye, everybody.